comic books. This is the worst intro I've done yet. We're talking about Power Rangers comic books. I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Podcast Rangers. everyone and welcome to the show i am one of two hosts on this show rhino joined by the other of two hosts ken that is me i am also a host yes you are also a host equal in value and maybe i don't know what else more in worth (laughs) yes are those not the same who knows anymore to be honest with you but um we today we're going to be talking about the power rangers comics specifically the boom studios era of power rangers i feel like this is um, an area uh, like Power Rangers has been in comic form before. If you are not familiar, there were some Marvel comics in the 90s that were... Uh, Ken, did you ever read any of them? Uh, recently, actually, because I bought those archives. So it's Marvel and Image. Oh, okay. I, I have a couple of the Marvel issues, and I got to say, they're weird. <laughs> like, yep. That's, you're they, not wrong. They are like the comics where somebody was like, ah, fine. All right. The boss says we had to write this Power Ranger comic, whatever. And they are the weirdest monsters ever inside of them. Also, the the designs for the Rangers are like either the helmets are wrong or like stuff is weird. But it is they looked at the action figures like you remember those like 15th anniversary Power Ranger action figures. It's like for those figures, they pulled the designs from these comic books. That's how muscular they are, especially the image comics ones. Obscenely muscular. Yeah. And and don't they all have like I feel like they have the symbols on their chest. Maybe I'm wrong, but mm, not I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's been a while since I've looked at them because they just make me giggle. You heard me giggle. I know that you are you enjoy comic books. Yeah, I. Yep. I read. You read. Wow. Read comic books. <laughs> OK, I am able to read. And uh, no, I am. I am somebody that um, has always kind of been overwhelmed by comic books. And also, I feel like sometimes when you're like, oh, Superman issue 175, it's like, dear God, how can I catch up to this? How can I just come into the story here in the middle if I don't know everything? I feel I, I never know where to start. Does it overwhelm you? Yeah. You know that they just got to like Superman 1000. It actually makes me nauseous thinking about that, but good for him. I mean, I know I also just picked one of the oldest comic books there is, but you know, so you can see why I feel overwhelmed when I try to approach a comic book and I think, okay, I also, I, I this is a really, I, I don't feel this way anymore, but when this announcement was first made that Power Rangers was going to be going to Boom Studios and there was going to be a comic book, I kind of was like, well, I don't care. There's no, there's no weight to it. There's no, it, it, to me, not that comic books are like this because obviously Marvel has had very Marvel DC, all this stuff. I love Superman, you know, all these things have been very successful in not just their original form of comic books, but throughout other forms of, you know, entertainment and, you know, through, through novelizations, through films, through TV shows, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, there, there are 10 seasons of Smallville on the shelf behind me right now. Um, (laughs) Am I embarrassed to admit it? No, not really. I'm more embarrassed that there are three seasons of Lois and Clark behind me as well. But I I am just... I'll probably edit that part out. I don't want people to know this. Um, but um, no, I... For me, there's just something about... 
this is arrogant and ignorant. I feel like comic books are, it's not in the mainstream. It's not where Power Rangers comes from. So I was like, okay, well, it's just another revenue stream and they're just trying some stunt thing or anything like that. I got to tell you, boy, how wrong I was. So I went to my local comic book shop when they announced this and I subscribed to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was the first comic series that Boom Studios did. And I, I didn't read it right away. I didn't read it. Honestly, I didn't read it for like 20 issues. I just kept getting it because my thing with comic books, I feel like I I'm not great with the pacing of reading the comic book. Like my friend who uh, my friend Jill is very much like uh, um, a Marvel purist and she has all these series and everything. And she talks, she, she explained to me how she likes to read them. And I was like, okay, you know, she likes to absorb the art, read the dialogue, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, I have to approach it differently than just reading like a book, you know? And, um, I I also am so impatient with storylines that I want to kind of see the arcing storyline as it goes. Mm -hmm. So like it wasn't until they started showing a photo showed up online of this like hybrid green ranger, white ranger, where I was like, what's happening here now i'm gonna have to start reading this uh, so much yeah and so I, I read i i had the pleasure of reading this from episode one like straight through uh it was like before shattered grid started but we'll get to all that what that is but i read basically 20 something issues in a row and i was like wow this is this is power rangers like this is really good Power Rangers storytelling. It was the f- this is the first time in the franchise that the voice of the series has kind of been lent out through it. Th- not the first first time, but you know this the voice of the series has been lent out to a third party, and you know they're in charge of like catering the story, and uh, they didn't disrespect what was they like very much respected everything that what was and kind of went from there and were like, well, what are some stories that we could tell in between, you know, and, and then like, you know, change it a little bit in, in, but respect what everything, you know, everything that has come since mighty Morphin and all that sort of stuff. And I was happy, but I tell me about your journey with this. Okay. Um, so I, similar to you, I did not get, super excited right away um i liked the artwork uh mm-hmm. it looked definitely aesthetically pleasing um but there was something off initially when i was like i looked at the the rangers like unmorphed and i was like i don't know if i'm, I'm crazy about that well, but i we, sh- I we should gonna- say that the series is like or it's basically essentially like kind of a retelling of the show but now so they have like cell phones and stuff like that right correct and it's it's not even necessarily like it's hard to explain. Like, it's not a retelling of the show that we saw. It's like, it, it doesn't treat anything like it didn't happen, but it's, it's going more in depth to like, okay, what else could have happened that we maybe didn't see, which I think is an interesting way to approach it. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't jump into it right away. It wasn't until, um, they started doing like the collected editions. I'm a huge, uh, like I trade weight. So until, a. a couple of issues are collected into one paperback that's what i'll usually buy it's usually cheaper or i similar to you like i'll i want to be able to absorb the entirety of a story in one go mm-hmm. um to get to the end of 27 pages and to just be like left with a cliffhanger frustrates me like nothing else oh my god yeah um and then you i feel like i honest to god i feel like i'm for i forget stuff 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like I'm doing the story a disservice because I'm not reading it fluidly. I mean, I know that's how it's supposed to be meant, but I, I, I have to tell you, some of the storylines in this are so good, but there's so many like through things, like little things that kind of come back that I'm happy I read it the way I did. Yeah. And I just dropped my phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, And that's like, I don't want it to come off like I, I don't think people should read things like single issues. Um, There are people who live by that stuff. I just, it has never been something I could do since I was a child. Like when I was a kid, I would get single issues at the grocery store because my mom wanted to get me something because I like the artwork, but I would get one issue of something and then never again. Uh, So when I started to get graphic novels at like borders or Barnes and Noble and things like that, these are bookstores that existed. Um, In case anyone is unaware of what a borders or a Barnes and Noble bookstore. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, so I worked at a borders for like five years and I loved it. I started, <laughs> um, I started collecting those when I was in like middle school, high school. Uh, and then when I was in college, I was just, there was a comic book shop near me that would sell trades for like $5 a piece. So I amassed like this giant library and then Amazon started discounting things. Um, so I have like a pretty substantial graphic novel collection and, so that kind of gets me to this point of like, well, I'll wait till the first volume of Power Rangers comes out. And so I did that and I, I kind of fell in love with it. I was like, this is way better than I think it had any right to be. Um, I think the the fact that Kyle Higgins, the writer, um, was attached to it. He had uh, just been working on, I think, Nightwing or no, he did, he did Batman Beyond prior to Power Rangers. Then he did Power Rangers. That's what it was. Because he did, he did the the Batman Beyond 2.0 stuff, which I mean, I love Batman Beyond. One of my favorite like instances of Batman. In late 2015, Higgins was announced as the writer of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay, so he had, he had just finished probably Batman Beyond 2.0, like the the Phantasm book, and then um, went on to Power Rangers, more than likely. But anyway, that that's kind of like how I I fell into it. Like I got the first trade, and then I was like. Now I got to wait for the next one to come out. Um, But it did get to the point where I was just like on comiXology, like whenever they would have like a boom sale, I would be buying individual issues Mm -hmm. um, just so I could read through before another trade would come out. So I would essentially be, there's so many of this comic where I've repurchased different ways to do it, Uh, whether it's single issues into a trade or already having the smaller trades. And they started doing that thing where they get a larger trade collection um, they did yeah, that. With they have Grid. like the, the ultimate. They have those big hardcover books that are like seventy five dollars, and they're like, yep. right. And they also with Shattered Grid and Beyond the Grid, they collected like they essentially put two volumes together. They're the same ones that are in the hardcovers, but with less like extra artwork. But sometimes it's well. Um, let's let's go back because I feel like you've yeah. said Shattered Grid, Beyond the Grid, you know stuff like that. People don't know that. Okay, so it started in January of twenty sixteen. Wow. I, this is, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. At first I was like, okay, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like they're going to kind of tell us stories we didn't know in betweens. And it's going to be like fighting monsters. And originally it was kind of like, you know, it starts off and it's very much like it's in Tommy's head, you know? And you're like, oh, okay. This is what it it gives us kind of that single first person look at stuff, you know, and uh, what it was like for him to become a ranger. Because the original idea was that this was, Basically, this comic book started right after Tommy was became like the sixth ranger, 
right? right. And and so it's kind of that story, and it, it it changes some aspects of that story. Not changes them, but it adds aspects to that story that we never really got to see or participate in and stuff like that. But um, and then later down the road, uh, we got another comic book series that was announced, which was um, which was Go Go Power Rangers, yeah. right? So, um, also we should say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is ongoing right now. I believe it's on issue 52 was just published as of the recording of this. Um, but it's only going to issue 55 and then it becomes a new series. So, uh, 55 issues, which is pretty great. Um, so that's, it's, but it's not like, it's not the end. It's like, I think this next series picks up where this one left off. I'm not a rebranding or like a relaunch to like go in a different direction with the same characters, I believe is what I'm ascertaining from the articles that have come out. Yeah. So it's, it's just, they're, they're changing their focus and to do so. So like new readers can jump on, they're changing the title and renumbering, which comics do that all the time. So there were, so they, they did announce, um, let me let me go over them in order. I'm just going to say everything that's out there just for anybody that's unaware. So we got, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is ongoing, like I said, until 55. There's been three annuals. There was one special. This was started in, uh, actually, I guess it says February 26, 2016 is the uh, first issue, and it's going to end in October of 2020. So, And then uh, we got a uh, sort of a limited series called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink. And this one was really cool. This came out, um, this was six issues, and this started printing in July of 2016 and finished in January of 2017. But this was about Kimberly, and after she, if you're familiar with Kimberly um, in her storyline from the show, she leaves in season three um, to pursue her gymnastics career, and her like mother and uh, her stepfather have moved to France. Mm, I think they moved to France. I don't remember, but Kimberly goes to like gymnastics in Florida, and then essentially this picks up with Kimberly with her mother in like Paris or something like that, not Paris, but somewhere in France. But, um, and it's kind of like what goes on with that. And it introduced kind of this new group of like little group of power Rangers that were uh, like these suits. And actually I have my friends and I, um, I, I enjoyed this series except for, I didn't read the last issue for some reason. I think I just didn't want it to end. So I have them all, but I just don't want to finish it. So I, but my friends and I of, of the things I've cosplayed, which is not many, I have a Blue Ranger uh, suit that is based off of Kimberly's suit. So Kimberly creates a, a, a group of five Power Rangers, and uh, they're like the pink Power Rangers. And it's I have a Trini, Blue Ranger. Trini and Zach are in that, yes? Um, And then two people from her. Yeah, it's yeah. Trini and Zach, and then the Blue Ranger is a guy that she meets while she's there. And the Red Ranger's a girl, too. Because the, mm-hmm. the Red Ranger's female, I know that. Um. Cause it was three women. You're right. Yeah. And then it was the two guys. So I thought that was cool too, but um, so there's mighty Morphin power Rangers pink. Then we got um, the justice league mighty Morphin power Rangers, which was uh, six issues as well. And that was with DC comics. And that debuted in January of 2017 and ran until September of 2017. And then we also got announced another ongoing series, which just recently ended, which was Saban's uh, Go-Go Power Rangers. And this was filling in the gaps of what happened between the Rangers starting and getting Tommy as a member of their team, essentially. So So, um, so if Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is like starting as Green Ranger year one is how they describe it on Comixology. hmm. um, 
this is yeah prior to that like the rangers kind of acclimating and then there's like an extra person there that's one of their friends that isn't it's kimberly's boyfriend i think right yeah so that's interesting it's interesting too because when they, we do, we'll talk about it in a minute. But the Shattered Grid storyline that was kind of this storyline that you know, you know, like Marvel has done this sort of stuff, but a storyline that takes place across all series that they've done. So they had Mighty Morphin and Go Go, which are taking place in two different times. But the whole idea is that it's like you know different realities and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. there's kind of a storyline that continues into that. But Mighty Morphin, basically, Go Go was doing like. I think it was the big thing was you meet Tommy in the end of their sh- the shattered grid for that version or something like that. And then um, I want to say, cause like mighty Morphin skips ahead to white Ranger and then go, go starts with Tommy green Ranger until he becomes the white Ranger or something like that. I'm not sure where go, go finishes. Cause I haven't finished reading it yet, but Regardless, anyway, GoGo Power Rangers is 32 issues. That started in July 27th of 2017. That just ended in June of 2020. And then we had another another uh, like one-off series, which was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was five issues with IDW Publishing and Nickelodeon, and that was from November of 2019. And we just got the last issue in June of 2020. And then Someone we... I have it because I my comic shop will mail me the issues. Uh, but unfortunately, Ken reads through the public library and they were like, four out of five is good, right? We don't need the fifth one. Um, you don't want to uh, see what happens when these Zords combine, huh? Um, but and then we've had um, we have some upcoming issues to look forward to. So there is uh, we just had Ranger Slayer, uh, which was just a one off Um there was a 25th anniversary special for Power Rangers in 2018, which was just kind of like re- short stories that took place in different Power Rangers eras about different Rangers and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty fun. There was the Shattered uh, Grid finale, which was technically a one shot issue because it was like all this. The two series culminated in that one issue. And then um, there was the Power Rangers back to school issue. Uh, and then there was um Power Rangers Forever Rangers, which was in 2019. I hope I have that one. I'm not sure I do now. Um, but uh, then, so I, I said those first because some of those have a, a repercussion on some, because we have an upcoming, another like one-off series, which is Power Rangers Dracon New Dawn. And that's going to only be three issues. And that's August, I guess August and September. So I they're releasing the three issues in the two months. And then, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is going to be rebranded as Mighty Morphin. And then we're going to get a new series called Power Rangers. And that's going to be about the Omega Rangers. And if you don't know who those are, that is Jason Kimberly and not Jason Kimberly, Jason Trini and Zach um, as a like what they did when they left for that quote unquote peace conference. Um, and then we also had some graphic novels. Uh, there was Aftershock, which is technically the one off like sequel to the, the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Um, we had Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon, which was like old man Logan, but as told as, about Tommy. Like a less depressing version, I guess. Yeah, I'd say less depressing, probably. Uh, the Then we had The Psychopath, which was about uh, Astronema and the Psycho Rangers and kind of that whole story. That came out in October of last year in 2019. And then we have an upcoming one this year, which is Power Rangers Sins of the Future. And I cannot wait for this because this is a continuation of Power Rangers Time Force. And I am 
dying. That's that's coming out in 2020. So it looks like we've kind of gotten a graphic novel once every year. We had Aftershock in 2017, Soul of the Dragon 2018, Psychopath 2019, now Sins of the Future in 2020. So I feel like we're doing good, but it, it sounds like a lot. It is. A, I, I feel like it is having this explosion recently. Um, but um, let's, well, how about we go back now, Ken, and let's talk about Mighty Morphin, where it all started with that issue, and then Let's talk about what we mean when we say shattered grid, beyond the grid, necessary evil, that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, so, like I was saying before, Comixology describes this as uh, kind of Green Ranger Year One. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with any of like the DC like connotation stuff, like Batman Year One or like Robin or Batgirl Year One, it's kind of like what some of the surrounding stuff could have been in their origin story. So this is a very loose version of that for the power rangers um you're kind of like rhino you had mentioned like it's kind of getting inside tommy's head what he's going through his internal struggle with like you know being created to be this you know weapon yeah and then having these rangers like allow him in but you also get this aspect of like maybe all the rangers don't trust him like zach off the bat and for a decent amount doesn't trust tommy um, not oh, fully. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Like, you don't get a lot of that drama in the f- earlier seasons of Power Rangers. Like, you get some drama, but you don't get the kind of like in-depth character study stuff that you get with these comics. Like, these issues give the characters a little bit more room to breathe and kind of like flesh out certain ideas. Which I think was the thing I wasn't expecting for a Power Ranger comic book. I don't know about you, but when like they announced it, like it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, it's probably just going to be monsters fighting. Like I, I like some giant monsters, but I don't necessarily need to pay to see the power Rangers do stuff and have I, like more scripts. Right. Script I thought it was going to be like monster of the week. Like, okay. Every issue of this comic book is going to be like an episode of the original show. Like Reed is going to send this new type of monster or whatever. Oh my God. I don't know if you can hear it, but my stupid Alexa talks to me every now and then it's like, I can't connect to your internet. I don't want to hear it, Alexa. I don't want to hear it. She's like, um, I also want to talk about Power Rangers. She's like, Power Rangers, please. Oh, my God. Imagine if you could call Alexa Alpha um, or Decca, even better, because she's a lady. Um, I guess Alpha was a lady at one point, too, right? Mm-hmm. Alpha is a lady in, in space and Lost Galaxy, right? I believe so. I thought so. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I my first my first... Like when they said, oh, Power Rangers comic. And I'm like, OK, well, I don't want to wa- I don't want to read a comic where it's just going to be like, I, 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 OK, yeah. so, well, remember in like the 90s at those old stores that you spoke about? I believe they were called bookstores um, mm-hmm. where you could go. And like if you were a big fan of like Buffy or, um, you know, really anything that was on the WB, they'd have like a novelization that it'd be like essentially these like episodes right so it would be a book that would take place you know it'd be if it was like buffy it'd be like okay well it takes place in season four while she's at college and the reason why like i knew people who were really into these and read these but for me i was like they don't mean anything they have no repercussions on the actual series so like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no threat like no character can die in here no no real repercussion on the actual development of the character can take place that carries through that's not true of these comic books, which is, which I feel like is interesting because the show has been pulling from them. Mm-hmm. But, that, but, but, you know, I think we'll get into that a little bit later, but the, 
but but the the thing was is that this this wasn't that it wasn't like that that's that's what i expected it to be like but it was it was more than that like you said it was it went into characters heads it was like we never on the show kind of saw what what the toll was on tommy for having had to have been a weapon of evil and like that he had this voice in his head that was still talking to him you know and stuff like that and so like right away this this comic book is like yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that stuff the mistrust of these characters you know like you don't just get to all of a sudden be a power ranger and you're just as important as one of the other you know and like they also get into the idea of like okay what if rita like was super nimble and she was like okay green ranger didn't work maybe i can lure one of these other rangers while there is this kind of seed of distrust yeah and there's a whole thing where she's trying to like lure zach because she can she knows that there's kind of static between that whole scenario well it wasn't even it wasn't that she was trying to lure him after that i thought she tried to give him that power first before tommy i i could be misremembering it but i I, know that she does very similar she does go to him though and i always thought oh that's cool and he like kept that a secret so that's a big deal because he didn't tell anybody but it comes back later because it comes up again later you know yeah and then you get into this like what kind of starts the the gears moving and you kind of see um where the series can go and what you're talking about of like okay it's not a rehash and it's it can have ramifications for other things because we start to you have something that happens where this essentially side dimension uh is revealed right and you have tommy and billy get stuck in this dimension right yeah that was the first big that was the first uh like step into the, I feel like the thing that blew up these comic books, right? And that's planting these little elements that'll come back and have ramifications later for later, like larger arcs in the series with Shatter Grid later on. But like Tommy and Billy are stuck in this world where Tommy up to this point is still having doubts about the Rangers trusting him and like him, like not knowing if he's really fully good. And he's in a dimension where Tommy wasn't turned by the Rangers and he is ruling over this planet as yeah as like, like essentially another Rita yeah um and so this is kind of like the the foundation for what becomes Shadow Grid later on but it's but you know um, what's really cool about that too um that specific moment is that I feel like that carries through that thread from the original show that Billy is the one who gives Rita who gives up the dragon dagger remember mm-hmm. that he gets under that spell and that was a big thing that he does he give the dragon dagger to Goldar? Like he, he gets under the spell. He goes to the command center. I don't think Tommy's around at that point. I think he had like lost his powers. And that was like right before they called him back or something. And, um, I love that that still, it was like based in that idea where it's Billy does something wrong and Tommy is trying to help him, you know? And, but it, you know, I, I it's, it's, it's complex. It is, and you can tell, like, Higgins has this love and affinity. Like, he was a fan of Power Rangers. Yeah. Before, so he's essentially kind of taking these stories into directions that are interesting to, for adults. And um, that's... Well, he's our, he's our age. I, lo- yeah. I looked it up. He's the same age. So it's it's that's what's interesting, too. So he grew up, you know, in the height of it, you know? 
so um, the other cool thing about uh, Tommy and um, Billy being stuck in that alternate dimension, the other Rangers who are still on our normal Earth have to deal with the ramifications of Billy's parents. Like, where is Billy? I like, love that. That's one of my favorite things they did where they were like, okay, we have to make up a story. Like, why is he missing? And they don't necessarily know entirely, like, if they are safe, like, what's happening? Um, so, and, and you have this other dimension where it's kind of like this dystopian kind of aesthetic. Um, you have essentially uh, Dracon has used the, or Evil Tommy has used um, parts of the the Morphin powers to make soldiers. Um, so you have like black Ranger foot soldiers, uh, which are essentially like they're wearing essentially like bulletproof armor shields and like their, their ax is a, they're using it like the gun, which doesn't get done nearly enough. I don't think, but um, we have and the you Red Ranger of- like centuries and it, it's, it's interesting because it, it was kind of a look at being like, okay, well, we have uh, the rules that were established from the show, but what happens when somebody like corrupts those? Right. And so, it, you know, Dracon's big thing is that he is basically absorbing other powers. So that's why it's like a Green Ranger, White Ranger hybrid is because he, you know, Saba... If you remember from the show, Saba was not created for Tommy, right? It was was he created for Tommy? I don't remember. I can't remember exactly, but Saba essentially was supposed to be this like, you know, like a miniature Zordon sort of figure, right? Like this kind of thing that was helping. And I feel like that, you know, kind of went away. Nobody really spoke about it again, but it's fine. Um, but you know, that that kind of comes into play where that comes from. And then this this is the storyline about this guy who basically is he 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 defeated the Power Rangers, you know, mm-hmm. and now they are the coinless. You know, isn't that what they were it, called? I think everyone on that side. Yes. Um, and he so and you do see like some of the surviving members of the, the original Mighty Morphin team. And you find out like Billy's dead um, in that world. And is Trini- he? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. So that's that's one of those things where it was very hard for Trini to see Billy because she's like, you cannot be um, so. And it's hard for them to see Tommy because they know who he is. So um, that's interesting. And like I said, it, it leads into the stuff well, for Shattered Grid. The timing is also different, too. So like I the I feel like the age of everyone in this side dimension they're the age of how they are today. Yeah, they're all so, older. So the side dimension is almost as if it had played out when it all originally happened. And then, so it kind of is like establishing that what we're reading in the comics is another dimension, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like saying like, okay, cause, cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like the Tommy is older. He has like gray hair and stuff like, you know, and, and so it's like, it happened in the nineties or whatever. Not that that's relevant, but it is also interesting to me that they're different ages. So, and then you get into like the Shattered Grid stuff, um, or prior to that, you're introduced to the, um, original Power Ranger team. Yeah. Which, which I think is cool because that also harkens, you know, and people are like, Oh, what original Power Ranger? I'm like, do you not remember that? Like wild rest, wild West Rangers episode where Kimberly goes back in time and Zordon makes like those wild rest, wild West Rangers. And do that. what? <laughs> I don't want to say it again. Um, and, 
it's it's like okay so then we had this other team of rangers that was in the 60s right and that at, around the time of like the launch to space and this introduces like the green psycho ranger so you're like what oh, no God. like it goes sideways immediately yeah it's so and dark. it's it's crazy because i think this is you thought stuff was dark in that kind of like side universe um that other dimension where like tommy was evil yeah but this is and you're like wow nothing could be as dark as that and you're like nope nope all bad all bad and and this is our universe zordon kept it all a secret too he didn't tell anybody so then that's the other part where they're like you didn't tell us there were other power rangers element of distrust that kind of like keeps resonating throughout um and so you have like, okay, they have a mission to the moon and it's essentially their first mission. And rather than like you have Zordon in what we're familiar with and what we've seen him up to in the comics where he's like very careful and cagey about like, well, I don't want the Rangers to do this. It's too dangerous or you need more training. You need to do this. There's a reason for that. And this kind of first team of Rangers is why that happens because he essentially sends them out and he's like, yeah, you have powers, go for it. Um, and yeah, it's they like go to zero the- training bye, and, the they come up to uh, this green psycho ranger who is crash landed on the moon and he makes super, super quick work of, I think, three of the rangers. But um, I have to say, like the, the 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 amazing thing about this show is also they've met this character. They've already the Power Rangers. have Like, I feel like we should back up a second because the the was it the Red Ranger? She's the Red Ranger. Yeah, it's a female Red Ranger because there's a the the Pink Ranger's a guy in the 60s, right? So it's the Yellow Ranger. And um which is cool. And uh they've met this woman already because she runs this like super advanced facility that Billy is trying to get an internship with at school um for there. And you see it in the comic book and you're like, this is the top of Terra Venture. Like mm-hmm. It's it. If you're a big Power Rangers fan, you're like, you know, Terra Venture is the ship that they don't call it Terra Venture, they call it something else, but Promethea, yeah. And you're like, okay, Promethea, Terra Venture, New Earth, you know, it's all these things. And like, you see it and you're like, oh my god, is this gonna be is like this a reference to that? Are we seeing Terra Venture before it was Terra Venture? And like, yes, you are. And then the Psycho Rangers being part of this story, too, you're like. Oh my God. So they're like, this is the show, uh, the show, this, the storyline is already, you know, pulling at these little things here and there from other inspired by other seasons of power Rangers, which I think is great, you know, because the psycho Rangers obviously being the ultimate, you know, the bad guys for the in space and lost galaxy Rangers. And we hadn't seen a green psycho Ranger. So this is them introducing another thing that we hadn't seen. And, and- and then explaining why we haven't seen it. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it touches like it, it pulls on these kind of like strings that align close to us as fans, like of power Rangers in space of psycho Rangers. Like we've been like banging that drum for years. And now it's like someone with creative ability uh, and being in a position of power is like, yes, I'm also beating that drum. Let's do something with it. So it's great. Um, but the story is still good. Like you're seeing this crazy action and, and like this fan service yeah. moments and the story is so good because the stuff that you're taking away from it is not necessarily like, okay, this, this team of Rangers is destroyed, um, which is bad, but also the fact that we were essentially like lied to by Zordon um, and kind of led astray. Uh, well, and it establishes that threats are real too. It, it, it says, 
it it, it, it kind of also says like, yeah, we saw a very we saw the Power Rangers that we know are the reason why they are the way they are because of the Rangers that didn't work out before. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're seeing we we came in at a better version, you know, not a better version, but, a you know, a more successful version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so this is from that arc is when they lead into Shattered Grid proper. Right. Yeah. 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 Because it, it was like that that I feel like the moon issue with the green cycle ranger is like issue like 20. It's like right around like 1920, somewhere around there. Shattered Grid, like the precursor is like 24. Mm-hmm. issue 24 i think and so this is this is all kind of leading up to that it's leading up to like you know well sort of what's going on like can we trust you all this stuff and, and you know and it, it, it it's adding that layer into being like zordon hasn't always just been this it's not just this one guy in this tube you know it's not just it's not as simple as it all is made out to be and you know and I love that too, because it's still at its core, even when it's dark is still power Rangers because it's still saying like he explains why he did what he did. And it's about, you know, like forgiveness and, you know, he's ashamed of what happened, you know, and, and feels like he let them down and, you know, and he made a mistake again, letting these Rangers down by not telling them the truth. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of those themes that still carry through here. And at this point, you're probably thinking to yourself, what does go, go power Rangers offer me if this takes place before this? Um, but Ken, Ken brought it up earlier. So go, go does start in the midst of some of this, like before shattered grid. And I thought like go, go was going to be the more kid friendly version of the comic book. So it was going to be that monster of the week story that I thought it was originally going to be. And, and, and in some ways it kind of is, it is a little more, it's a little less uh, monumentous, if that makes sense. Like it's a little less like it, it, it's it's it deals with the Power Rangers. Like what I loved in the beginning of GoGo is it would start and it would be like you know it would say one day before Power Rangers, whatever you know, and so it would show like um, I forget one of them is like the new student at school, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like showing them showing up at school and whatever. And then it jumps forward to where they are in time. So it kind of shows them like right before they were power Rangers and then after power Rangers. But it also deals with the fact that like Kimberly was in a rela- uh, like in a relationship with a the guy, they all had a friend and then they became power Rangers and he doesn't, and they don't share that with him. And so it's kind of like what happens when you all have this secret that you can't tell somebody in your friend group. And like, so it does, it deals with that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's also an aspect we never saw too much carried through with on the show other than like you know here and there and stuff like that but um but then when we do get to shattered grid there is like carry through because shattered grid has to do like time and space and everything shattered grid is literally the morphing grid is like shattered apart right um and that happens right yeah because go ahead uh so draken comes to our i mean like do we want to talk about shattered grid now or do we want to have our own discussion about shattered grid or do we want to just kind of like generalize it um let's generalize it because then you know what we can do we'll go back and we'll we'll talk about individual arcs so we'll do an episode where we just kind of really get into shattered grid maybe like some of the moments we love the most you know we'll 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 do like a, a here's how where it started here's where it ended here are some of our favorite moments let's do it like that so and then, shattered grid like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, starts with Dragon coming into our 
Earth, essentially, like, upset with the uh, events that happened before. Um, and he starts some murder. Some, yeah, he straight up uh, murders Tommy. Um, Which does lead us to have, like, I feel like one of the best comic book covers I've, like, ever seen. Because this storyline, uh, it starts, like, the issue starts in the future, in the year 3001. And we know who comes from the year 3001, don't we? Um, and the Time Force Rangers. So the issue, like, is, like, Jen in the alley teleporting down and like Kimberly holding Tommy. And it is, so, I feel like I love that cover. I don't know about you, but I, that's one of my favorite covers. Um, there's also the panel where Tommy gets stabbed in the alley is yeah. like, and like Saba's come. It's with Saba too. I remember news. Wait, it is with were, Saba, right? Yeah. news yeah. sites were posting about this because they were like, you will not believe what the power Rangers comic just went up and did. Yeah. So that was, it was a big deal. And it's, the it can be this moment where it's just like a, a cash grab or like a shock value thing, but I think it pays off. Like Shattered Grid might be one of my favorite like larger story arcs in recent comics, be it like Marvel or DC, um, just because of how they handle the characters and kind of what you're able to see. Uh, it it's predicated on Dracon, like you mentioned earlier, like he is essentially like absorbing different things that's why he's the green and the the white ranger right like that was like dipping his toe in you you talked about things that you know like powerful panels i feel like the there's a really quick panel it's like just literally just on the one page of uh jason wearing the the dragon shield and he's like crying Mm -hmm. and i always thought like oh that's because every you gotta think every time he puts that on it's the weight of like the fallen ranger that's not there you know he doesn't want it like that's not how he wanted right so anyway anyway okay so dragon's like bebopping around uh different bebopping and rock steadying you know yeah bebop rock steadying around other dimensions to other ranger teams so this is kind of like he's he's traveling through time through dimensions all this stuff and you're seeing a lot of the teams in comics that you haven't seen in years, be it like in any sort of like special or what have you. Um, but like you're not acknowledged them. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing them like in battle doing stuff, maybe seeing like really cool interpretations of them. Also maybe seeing them get murdered. And like, so he's essentially amassing all of this power. Um, and this then is, that, this is essentially Power Rangers introducing a multiverse. Yeah. Um, and that goes some places for sure. Uh, so that then leads to like one of the biggest battles. Um, and again, handled in, in really great way. Uh, but it is like you were saying, go, go kind of aligns with it. And there's a point where they're both happening concurrently. Um, so if you buy like the larger shattered grid book, you'll get issues of Gogo as well as mighty Morphin power Rangers because events that happen one or are directly like affected. Yeah, like I think, I think the Kimberly Ranger Slayer character shows up in Gogo first. <laughs> and you're seeing a really great version of bulk or not bulk skull in, in that universe too. True. Yeah. Um, so shattered grid is fantastic. Um, and this is kind of like that, what uh higgins run kind of like ends with um and like we'll we'll definitely talk more about shattered grid um in depth because personally i love it i don't know if you do 
No, I I do. I feel like there's become sort of a, a reliance on it since it's 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 yes. like it is something that we did very well, and people love the iconography of that hybrid green white ranger. And it was also the moment where people were like, oh, like, and I've got I have gotten to the point though where I'm like, the comics need to slow down on creating new Power Ranger suits and stuff like that because. It's not because I don't like them, but like we've had Dragon has a couple different versions. We got Ranger Slayer. That's those are cool, you know, and they serve the story. But then it like and then we have we have our Omega Rangers, where, which are fine. That I like that idea. And then we have our Green Psycho Ranger. But now it seems like I, I mean, I guess I can't really mention anything else. I don't know if there is another one. I guess it's all the different versions of suits that show up and like got Omega Ranger. We don't have a figure of that yet. No, we don't. I'm actually surprised we don't, to be honest with you. But I mean, there is a there is a Draken pop vinyl, and there is a Draken lightning collection figure, right? And, and legacy collection. And legacy. That's right. I have that. I have that guy. There's too. a green psycho legacy and lightning too. Now, so, um, so I, I, what I, I, I you agree. know, like it's, it's cool, but I'm worried that like okay, that was the storyline, and there was an end to that story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but what I'm worried about now is now we're here. Um, I forget what the date was. I said, um, I, well, I didn't say the date of when the shadow grid part of the storyline was, but you know, it, it's kind of like they're talking about the Dracon character again. We just had another storyline take place, but I did hear that the, 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 the Ranger Slayer one-off was like fantastic. So I, I haven't read it yet. It's on its way to me right now. So I, I'm not going to complain until I, I, I'm not going to complain until I've read it. I might not complain at all after I've read it, but um, like, those characters are really interesting. Like the Ranger Slayer, I think is a really neat design. And I think it's, you know, it's also an interesting like character study as well. Like, well, yeah, I just saw a thing too, where they were like, why does no one understand that this is what like Kimberly's pink Ranger in Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pink was headed to because mm. like in her Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pink suit it has a lot of black in it yeah and that's that's why I was like oh yeah it does like I I realize that but um no I I think it's a good character I think it's interesting too because she has also been utilized in because after Shattered Grid finished we had a secondary story or another storyline continued on um but but what's interesting is that at the culmination of Shattered Grid there's basically a, a thing where Zordon said, you know, y- y- you've finished this thing, but the it'll the grid will go back together, but it'll, the pieces will never fit the same way again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the moment where they were like, okay, well, now we're just going to do whatever we want to do because we, we kind of have that moment. And I was like, oh, that's a really good setup to get to this point. And then, um, and then the main series, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers followed uh this this other sideline uh group of rangers that got kind of trapped out of the main storyline for a uh i don't know it was about 10 issues i think um, yeah it's, it's long enough to have one of those big two volume collections so i would say about 10 issues yeah so you you we kind of got their side story which i think was great for them to take a risk um and it was called beyond the grid and it was on terra venture and it you know the there was the main six Rangers that we had, which was, um, it was, uh, who was it? It was Andros, Andros, Mike, um, Tanya, heckle and cam. And, and when he says Mike, he means magnet offender, Mike, not yeah. green, green. Sorry. Yeah. And, like heckle is 
what would have been the the Dark Ranger for Dino Charge. And the Kimberly is the Ranger Slayer. Yes, Ranger Slayer. Yeah. And then you have Andros for Space, Tanya, Zeo, Yellow, and then Cam is Ninja Storm Green. Which was really cool because there's there's moments in Beyond the Grid that address the fact that they are from maybe the same timeline, but like different ages than they should be. So mm-hmm. like Tanya is young Tanya because it's like Tanya when she first becomes Zeo Yellow. And I think there's like an interaction she has with one of the other Rangers and it's like they they're out of time from each other. Right. And um, Heckle is not the same Heckle from the normal Dino Charge universe because there's an interaction where like he's he's hiding from uh the other dino charge rangers well because yeah there are other there are other power ranger characters in it that don't have powers they can't use their powers these are the only rangers who have powers um so they meet up a seventh ranger essentially um solar ranger and so there's a storyline there and kind of so what i discovered in rereading that is it takes place before shattered grid ends does Um, it well, so they don't know they're displaced during Shattered Grid, I guess. And yeah, they're they're so, displaced like close to the finale. So they don't know how Shattered Grid went, right? They never got the last issue. Um much like you and the Ninja Turtles. Library. Yeah. Um so it's them dealing with this kind of seventh ranger and then this kind of big bad of that universe and how that deals with some other things and how that ties into the Morphin grid, what have you. Um, and again, we can talk about that one later cause I did just reread it. Uh, and I have differing thoughts than I did the first time I read it. The first time I read it, I hated it. Um, second time, not so much. Well, it, I, I felt like, uh, the, I've only read it the one time, but I've, I remember thinking that there's a couple of fluff issues in it where, it's interesting because it did give us seven Rangers with new suits um, and their suits are still kind of designed on their previous suits, which I think is just, I think there's some phenomenal design elements within that series, but yeah, at the same time, I don't know if it pays off or not, but I have to re I'd have to reread it. I can't remember. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if your thoughts on like the artwork changes. Cause mine definitely did. Um, and I don't know if that's, getting used well there was there was an artist switch i know that because the first the first issue or two i did have trouble figuring out who was who when they were like fighting or something i remember i remember struggling a little bit but so um but that's that's beyond the grid we're going to talk about that later um after rhino rereads it but then that that's essentially prepping the new writers because the the writer for beyond the grid is was not Kyle Higgins, um, but she also was not the one who did. Is Necessary Evil the next one? Yeah, Necessary. So, be uh, Beyond the Grid. Gosh, I can't remember what issue is the end of Shattered Grid, but Beyond the Grid goes up to like issue thirty nine because I I believe Necessary Evil is forty. Mm-hmm. Starts on issue forty. Sounds about right. Yeah. Because um, because the first it we meet the White Ranger in that issue for the first yeah. time, and they're they're already like the White Ranger is established, right? And the yes, it, it's like essentially he's because that's like so when Necessary Evil starts, it's the jump forward. So basically, Gogo finishes whatever its story, its other story was, um, 
which which is actually interesting because it deals with like former alpha because alpha five but there were alphas before alpha five right so there is an interesting story about an alpha and and other stuff in there and then um gogo so there was that one off i spoke about earlier that was the um uh back to school i feel like that was the divider and then after back to school it was like power range gogo jumped forward and gogo so now gogo has tommy as the green ranger because that was kind of their finale with shattered grid right wasn't it that like they've met tommy for the first time so then gogo is now tommy in the year zero two one and mighty morphin is white ranger is now here for a while so it's kind of like they jump forward and then Gogo is filling in the gaps. And so with Mighty Morphin, uh, it's not just Tommy is the White Ranger, but you also have Adam, Rocky, and Aisha. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the black, red, and um, yellow Ranger. It, it takes place at, like right after the Power Exchange episode <laughs> from season two. So, and within this, you have uh, like Kim giving the New Rangers a hard time because they're they're kids who have new superpowers and they're finally able to be power rangers. The power rangers are known in this universe, right? They're popular. They're, they're famous. It's like that episode you saw in the original series where they had like power ranger day. Right. Um, so these are kids who get to become power rangers. So they're, they're loving it. They have power. They, they're, they're on a superhero team, but you also have someone like Kimberly who saw her love interest die and saw kind of like the ramifications of how things could go. Like she knows how serious this could be. Um, so she, uh, she kind of comes down on them pretty hard, which is kind of an interesting dynamic switch, I think, uh, for how we normally see her. Um, and then you have Tommy in the role of kind of reluctant leader, but also trying to have this facade of like, come on guys, let's go. This is great. We're going to do it. Awesome. When you know that that's not, his character yes um i don't know so that's that's interesting and then that's kind of i'm still in the middle of reading a lot of the necessary evil stuff. oh yeah i, I haven't read too much of it i'm like on a i'm on i've like read two or three issues so i'm not oh. really like deep into it but i do know it brings like iconography from spd into it because there is yeah. a uh, dog. whatever doggy kruger is there's the dog guy oh. in it but you also, uh, you also Lord Zed is around too. Yeah, I believe so. Um, you're also introduced to there's something I'm forgetting. Um, and necessary evil. Oh, the, what Zach and Trini and oh the Omega Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. So you're also introduced to kind of what that peace treaty actually might be. What were they really doing? Um, and kind of like, why was that change so abrupt aside from just like a contract dispute? Right. So, yeah. um, and, and kind of like you're, they're essentially a spec ops team of power Rangers and they're given the power by, they're not called Omega Rangers. Who are those kind of like celestial Rangers that are introduced in shattered grid? They're called the Omega Rangers. No, I thought the three Rangers were the Omega Rangers. And then like the. Yeah, the I thought you were talking about Jason, Zach and. Trina. No, I'm talking. And then there's the blue one, too. Well, the. Oh, I, I know you're talking about there's there's like these beings that are essentially they're like 
uh, a corporeal representation of the morphing grid, maybe or something. So, like, and when you, if you watch them, Angel, I would I would compare them to like the powers that be, but like a Power Rangers version of it. So when you see them from panel to panel, like they have this kind of like spectral light that is shifting constantly through them, from light suit, if from you will. From Power Rangers suit to suit to suit. Yeah. So like if you have a blue, a red, and then is the other one, like I don't know what color the other one is. Um, but they shift from like different iconography from different seasons or suits of Rangers. It's pretty interesting. So at any given time, you can have like five different versions of a color of Ranger, but like different gloves or, or whatever. It's much more interesting to see than have me explain it to you. Um, but it also shifts from panel to panel. So uh, it's constantly shifting and changing. Um, but the, the morphing, if you will. Yeah. Um, no. So they're, <laughs> they give the power to Trini, Adam and, and Zach uh, and have that entrusted them with this thing to go out and get up to some business essentially. Uh, oh, but see, they, I, I didn't even know that part of it. I, I basically stopped when you see Zach Trini, uh, Zach, uh, Trini and Jason in the suits. And then I was like, Oh, I need to wait till a bunch of issues come out. And now of course I'm like way behind because I waited. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I, I mean, like, I think right now, like there's some crossover and I think Gogo is also crossing over with that stuff as well. Well, well Gogo's over. Well, okay. So the last bit of Gogo was, I think, getting to the point where the Omega Rangers were potentially going to be. A oh, okay. So it was like filling in like them leading up to doing that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I know this is complicated. It's gotten complicated, but it, it's like one of those, like, I don't, I feel like it's accessible. It's not like you, if you are a huge Power Rangers fan, there are going to be amazing Easter eggs in here for you. But like, okay, so you know, Ken talked about the beyond the grid storyline. I, I think if you didn't watch all of those seasons, you won't be lost. But if you did like the heckle storyline is great because it picks up kind of where he left off from dino charge. So he leaves with Xeno wing and he learns from Xeno wing and he learns all this stuff, but it's also like kind of not the same heckle we knew. So it, it is, it is like the dark Energem actually finally turns him into a ranger, which is what it should have done on the show. But the show is, was only mediocre but we thought it was great at the time because we didn't know any better but um and, and that dark ranger was like huge in japan right like that's why people I, I, don't, I don't know how many issues it was in but if you can tell me that i know that the blaze character is based off of this like dark go buster ranger that was not in very much but if you're telling me that they could have they used enough of him for a whole season how they couldn't use that for like two or three episodes of Power Rangers, uh, the Dark Ranger, that is nonsense to me, is what I feel like. But Talon Ranger, I there was Talon Ranger, like, right? Is that what it's called? Well, it's like labeled as both, and apparently it was like huge in Japan, but they that's why people were so like dumbfounded that they didn't use it in. But they also, the crazy, uh, sorry, because I just, I just, I finished Go, uh, Go Busters, I finished uh, Beast Morphers, and um, I. I went back because I had never finished be uh oh my good lord. I had never finished Dino Charge, Super Dino Charge. And I finally did. I, I think I was like six or seven episodes off from the end. And like they're leading into it happening and it just doesn't happen. That's the crazy part. The Energem, everything the Energem does when they touch it, the dark energem, it's a major part of the story. It's <laughs> literally like they're going to lead into it, and somebody was like, nah, I don't feel like putting the suit on today. Don't do it. Doesn't look right in the light. Um, it's a super waste. It is a 
it is a super mega waste. <laughs> super mega waste. Um, okay, so that's kind of like where I'm at with the comics. And then, like you were saying, the Go-Go is over and uh, Mighty Morphin is going to be rebranding and kind of there's two series that are coming off of that correct yeah yeah you have mighty morphin and you have power rangers very easy mighty morphin is the continuation of like the main power rangers storyline and then power rangers or i'm not getting this backwards right yeah and then power rangers is going to be the story of like the omega rangers um and their story moving forward and from what i understand is the omega rangers storyline which is the series power rangers because it's just called power rangers is going to um touch on some of the other series along the way so nice. so we'll see uh, like little that'll be the series that can experiment with other seasons of power rangers and ryan perot who is current or did write gogo for i think the last few volumes or last volume and is currently writing mighty morphin power rangers is writing both series uh and and he's a pretty big fan too i feel like he does really good good work mm-hmm. um, like that's, that's why he's been around for so long but so uh I'm curious to see where that's going to go. And then you were saying like the one-offs for Ranger Slayer and then Lord Dracon. We'll see where they, those go. Um, well, the about- Ranger Slayer one-off goes is, is what goes directly into this other Dracon new Dawn. Mm-hmm. I don't think people knew that just from the announcement, but that's from what I understand right now is that that is a precursor because they both take place in the same universe. Gotcha. Um, so essentially Ranger Slayer is its own contained story. And then it goes directly into the track on one. Um, and then we spoke about it in the beginning. There was the pink mighty Morphin, which was basically what happened to Kimberly after she left the team. Um, I just, w- I want to talk about though, um, uh, some of the spinoff ones in the main storyline. Okay. That aren't the ones like soul, of the dragon. Um, so I also, um, Soul of the Dragon is important and the Mighty Morphin like Shattered Grid is important. So the 25th anniversary, which we will review on the 25th episode, like we do, um, it used a device because if you don't know this, but Power Rangers RPM and Power Rangers Dino Charge take place within alternate universes. Okay, so they're not in the main universe of continuity of Power Rangers. And there is a device that they use. The device they're using was introduced at the beginning of Shattered Grid. It's what Jen uses to be able to travel to get to where she needs to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's literally the same thing that's in the comic book, which is crazy. And they don't really acknowledge it on the show. But if you look at it, it is the exact same device. But also Soul of the Dragon, because it takes place like in the future... um, if you haven't read this, it's really, really good. Um, it's basically what happens later in life with Tommy. He's got like one last kind of mission that he wants to do. His son is at SPD um, or is like maybe dropped out of SPD. I feel like was the big thing. His wife, Catherine. Yeah, that's right. Catherine, not Kimberly. Um, is in it a little bit too, but Tommy basically goes through every one of his former Ranger versions and, um, Soul of the Dragon introduced the Master Morpher, didn't it? I believe so. And then they used that Master Morpher in in um, the 25th anniversary crossover. But also Tommy's son, JJ, is it, like when the 25th anniversary rolled around, which was after Soul of the Dragon had come out. Uh, in the beginning of that episode, he tells JJ to pick up his bike. So it was like their nod to the comic book saying that this is that character 
And and I feel like Soul of the Dragon does take place within that. But there's some nice SPD crossover in there, too, that's really good. And yeah. um, I, I think Soul of the Dragon so far for me is the best of the spinoffs. And I'm not even a big Tommy fan. Um, right. I mean, I, I think, think I think it was really well done. Really well. Um, I think that's another Higgins one, I believe. Um, I and then came Psychopath. And that one is uh, post all of this because there one of the um, Ken talked about it earlier or no, maybe it was me. But there was a 25th anniversary comic book and it was all like shorts. And um, like I said, it took place in different Power Ranger eras. It's basically like different artists and different um, different writers wrote, wrote these short stories about Power Rangers. And there is one that deals with astronomer, um, not astronomer, but Corone dealing with, you know, the after effects. So this is post Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. And she is dealing with, um, you know, the stuff that she did. She does as, as she did as astronomer still which is great because the episode where she corone fights astronomer is fantastic that's when she becomes the pink lost galaxy ranger um but uh this deals with like it kind of goes back into her creating the psycho ranger and not creating them but where the psycho rangers come from and how she got involved with them and like the green one and all this sort of stuff so nobody seems to like it but i haven't finished reading it so i don't know it's I after rereading Beyond the Grid, I'm thinking about going back to reread it because I did not like Beyond the Grid initially, and I liked it way more this time. So I'm thinking maybe I was just like a little bit hard on it. Is Psychopath but, post or is it just a separate story? Because both Corone and Andros are in Beyond the Grid. I think it's just a separate but, story. Oh, but I, but I feel like we didn't talk about this. A big part of Beyond the Grid, but we'll talk about this when we do the Beyond the Grid episode. Is that in the Beyond the Grid, Andros and Astron and Corone are not from the same timeline. Oh yeah, correct. Because Andros comes back from where he is still fighting Astronema, and Corone is from post like Lost Galaxy. So he, she's like, "Oh hey, you're my brother," and he's like, "What the heck?" You know, like I, I thought that was really cool, but that was a big deal. But anyway, the psychopath I think is after that. Hours in the beginning. Um, who who does? She does. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I forgot where we were going. Uh, psychopath. You were saying that you think you'll like it better. Maybe I will. Um, I do know, like there was supposed like a side issue that's in the back of it that wasn't supposed to be available. It was in one of those giant hardcovers, and they were like, "This is the only place you're going to be able to read it." And then they just put it in that. And I think people were miffed about that. About um, the about where the green psycho ranger came from. Yeah. Um. So, and then what's the the time force one is coming. So we'll yeah, see Sins of the future. We'll see about that. I'm very, very excited for that. Ranger slayer track we talked about, and then there were these, uh, aftershock, which was, uh, the kind of, uh, post movie one, but I, this was, that was kind of, I feel like the first real power Rangers thing that I just, I thought it was just promotional. I never even took the time to read it, but, um, I think Ryan Perot wrote that. No, I don't remember. It was on Twitter. Somebody was like talking about how they wish there was another movie. And they're like, well, this is as close as you're going to get to it. And it was, uh, here's the synopsis. It is Ryan Perot. Yeah. And I think it was him who tweeted where he was like, well, this is the, this, this is technically a sequel. This is an official sequel. And I was like, Oh, Oh. I did not know that. And then we got justice league power Rangers. 
Yes, which I again, I felt like this was just kind of one of those stunt comics where it was like, what happens if? And I'm never usually like, I don't know. I don't really get into these as much. I I don't say that they're not stunt ones, but when they're handled well, they're usually pretty interesting. I think this comes very hot off the heels with like they had done a successful Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. um, And people really love that one. Uh, to the point where they did two of them after that, and they did a movie of Batman Ninja Turtles. So they they were like, okay, well, DC is kind of playing ball with these other companies. Like, what else can we do? Um, and so they did Justice League Power Rangers. And it's, it's not bad by any means. And the art, I think, is very good. Um, I think they're really fun representations of the Justice League and Power Rangers characters. Um, some neat interactions between, like, Batman and Zack. Uh, it's just... It's just, I think it's much more lighthearted um, and fun. Yeah. Uh, it's not part of a main series. It's just kind of yeah. a one-off, like, and you, you know, there's like jokes about Zords and stuff like that. And um, and then the Ninja Turtle one, which we are planning to talk about when we do our... Ninja We're going to talk about Turtles because Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers have a history. Because if you remember, there was the, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but at the Power Rangers in Space episode with the Ninja like Turtles. shocked. Yeah, and like that, I feel like goes back and and I feel like this one is interesting too because there's like a Shredder Green Ranger. There's like a, the turtles morph into Power Rangers at some point. There's I feel like they do more from what I've seen so far. They they go a little more into it. They also I think go a little bit darker with it than they do in the Justice League thing, um, where I think like they played a lot of the Justice League stuff very safe. Um, the stuff from the Batman Ninja Turtles, like they have no qualms about going fairly dark with the stories or kind of like dealing because the original Ninja Turtle comics are very dark um, and like violent uh, with the Power Rangers one. You you're obviously not going to get like hyper violent, but you're also in a world where you're dealing with like ninjas and like secret clan societies and like evil rangers and. Well, I want to say, you know, and that you also have to have some sort of threat, you yeah. know, otherwise, and what's the point of the story? They they don't make it like super jokey, which I think is is potentially one of the, the issues that we run into with some of these things. There's just um, there's a lot more interesting uh, art concepts with from what I've seen so far from the Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm, I'm the the uh, no, I have all the issues now. Um, And I think that comes like after they did shredder in hell um so i think like idw is just publishing whatever they want um so yeah i don't know it's it's kind of where we're at right now i think yeah and uh who knows what the future holds but it, it's it's kind of crazy how the comic book has had that sort of like i think the show acknowledges now like we said in the 25th anniversary tommy says jj and all this stuff and how the 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 show is kind of pulling every now and then a little bit from the comic book. It seems like, you know, or at least here and there is making nods to it, which is nice, but it also leads you to know now that Hasbro owns it all. Cause this all started under Saban. It's not, but it's also like, I think this one company was just kind of given free reign to be like, all right, well it has to be mighty Morphin, more or less. And you know, but this is your franchise and sandbox and like deal with it. And they've kind of run with it. And, you know, I understand Mighty Morphin being the most recognizable, and that's kind of where it stands at the moment. But the fact that we're now about to get a series that takes place with completely original comic book, uh, you know, suits is interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and says a lot. And I think it, I, I think it's an interesting place to go. Um, I, I think shattered grid obviously is the big thing where you're like, if I know, I don't know why this comes up so often, but power Rangers potentially be eventually becoming like an animated show. I don't know. Um, but I do think that the only time that I would really be like interested in an animated power Rangers is a storyline like shattered grid, where maybe that's how you can get all of those power Rangers to reprise their roles, you Mm -hmm. know, because you can get, you know, how much, not to say that voice work is less work, but it is able, you're able to get a lot more done in a day with voiceover work than you are with actually filming on set and stuff like that. And plus kind of the, the world we're living in right now where most oh, people are yeah. doing things remotely, like voice work is probably going to be one of those things where it's a little bit easier to do um, while you still have teams who are animating things. So it's, and I'm sure it probably costs a little bit less to be able to bring something like this of, you know, you got to think of, you know, what are we looking at now? Like 27 years of Power Rangers to life, um, you know, how much money people get versus what they can do and, you know, and who's what and like, can we visually see a character? You know, it's a way to bring back some people, maybe like you can see them, but you don't hear them. You know what I'm saying? So um, it kind of. it's what you said. It's a combination of what's going on in life right now, but it's also, that's kind of the, it seems like the most uh, efficient and effective way that we're going to get a massive reunion the way we want, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and honestly, it's kind of one of those things where I'd be interested in seeing the, the animated version of this. If they choose to make this live action, even more incredible, that would be amazing. Um, But um, if it is animated, I, it's one of those things where I'd be like, I'd love to have some original these, some of these original voice casts back and stuff. And if Hasbro is open to working with something like Netflix or Hulu, maybe we can get like a one-off, you know, just well, like a special. Hmm. No. Um, well, I was, I was like, well, Nickelodeon has some ties to Netflix right now, but since Hasbro owns it outright, I'm like, I'm not sure what that looks like anymore. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Nickelodeon. I don't know if it's exclusive, if it, it means like only power Rangers content can be developed for Nickelodeon because the, the interesting thing about Nickelodeon is like, um, they, now they have a star Trek animated show. And so clearly it's not exclusive content because that star Trek animated show will be exclusive for Nickelodeon, but star Trek is on CBS all access. So like CBS all access is going to have its own adult animated star Trek show. It's got star Trek discovery. It's got the other star Trek seasons, which are actually with, with the exception of discovery, those other star Trek seasons are also available on Netflix. So it's, it's like this weird, I I don't know. Is that what power Rangers looks like for the future? But Netflix also has all the series of power Rangers. So it seems like Netflix would be the way to go. And they're they're doing a Ninja Turtles animated movie based on that rise of TMNT. So like Nickelodeon definitely does deals for exclusives with Netflix. So it doesn't seem like it could be that, you know, and Hasbro just did a, did a series for transformers that released Friday. Right. So, yeah. And, and I know that's like a trilogy of things they're doing. So it, it it's one of those where you're like, who knows that could end up being sort of a thing. I, I'd like it to be a thing where like the live action show is still continuing and maybe that's how they explore some of the darker stuff. Hmm. Um, and then also they want to make the movie still, too. And I don't know that that's going to be with Nickelodeon or just Hasbro and Paramount. It, I, mean, I, I say Paramount because Paramount deals with Nickelodeon, but who knows what it would be. So I don't know. That's the future. But I do feel like um 
I, this sounds crazy, but the comics are really showing what you can do when you kind of take this franchise and you say, okay, well we have the, we have what, what the perception is considered to be some of the most marketable Rangers, you know, the mighty Morphin Rangers, but we can also still make, you know, fans, generational fans happy, but also make it something interesting and new and worth investing in. You know, it, it, it takes this franchise, I think, and just it, it, the comics have been a loving hand in the franchise. It's not disrespecting what was, but it is saying like, look what else we can do as well. Right. So I, so I appreciate it for that, but that's kind of all we have for comic book stuff. Like, like Ken said earlier, we're going to kind of break it apart. I think and do, we'll do individual episodes about shattered grid and just kind of give you like the overlap, you know, what it was about favorite parts, stuff like that. Um, beyond the grid as well the turtle stuff 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 like that it'll all it'll all come in the future so in the near future probably some of this too yeah definitely rereading a lot more of this stuff recently so for sure well i also like to finish to read through necessary evil i feel like i need to back up and read a little before so that's why i'm like eh, maybe i'll just like start and go all the way through again so i can just have that like straight through feeling to it but uh ken anything else to add before we go no i think that's it that's it. Those are the comic books. Lots going on. Um, definitely, I feel like um, if you are, uh, I, I, I mean, younger fans can read the comic books, but I definitely think this is a sweet spot right now for people that are fans from the way back when or, you know, whatever. I, th- I think they it's done a really good job of appealing to kind of everybody, but also not being like, oh, well, yeah, they're still the Power Rangers, but this is also like for people who understand that emotional weight a little bit, right. you know. I don't want to say it's just for older kids, but it is mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely veers. If Power Rangers has this kind of V and the main action show veers toward the younger side, this is the V that veers toward the older side. So, right. um, yeah, so check it out. We we want to know what you love about the comic books. So please let us know online. Send us an email, podcastrangers at gmail.com um, or wherever. If this finally makes it to YouTube someday, leave a comment in the video, stuff like that. But uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, Ken, for having this conversation. Hey, thank you. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. And we will be back soon with another episode of Podcast Rangers. <laughs>